All right, we're going. We're doing this. It's happening. This is really, this is really going to happen this time, I swear. <laughs> um, hey, what's up? Welcome to Junior High. This is a podcast uh, that apparently comes out once every three months. <laughs> That's how you build a listenership, right? You just hit him with that once a quarter episode drop. <laughs> um, okay. It's not for lack of trying. I want to just be honest about that. I have been, uh, I have attempted to record probably six times in the last two months and, uh, all of them have been bad and we'll talk about why probably a little bit later. I don't know if I'm even close enough to the microphone. This microphone, by the way, has like dust on it because of (laughs) how long it's been since I've used it. It's been a long year. (laughs) Lemon, it's Tuesday. (laughs) It's been a long year. I had to learn some lessons the hard way, and uh, I guess they have to do with what I'm going to talk about now, so I'll get into that later probably, but I have, in my attempts to record, just like my ego wanted to get something out, you know, I just wanted to get the, I wanted to get the content out, I want to keep doing this podcast, like I do, it brings me joy, but um, you, you can't... Uh, you can't really force the shit to come when you are doing nothing to connect to your channel, etc., etc. Um, I'm gonna have to stumble through this because it's been such a long time since I've recorded anything good and I don't, like, remember how to podcast. And this is a skill. I feel like people, I feel like, you know, everybody and their mother has a podcast and, like, it's just seen as this easy thing to do, but it's actually really hard, especially when you're just sitting by yourself um, and so please be patient with me. Um, and thank you also to everyone who has like randomly reached out and been like, Hey, where's the podcast? <laughs> it, it does help to know that there are people who care. Um, but I'd probably still do this anyway if no one gave a fuck. So, um, okay. What? I'm finally back on my like meditation game, uh, in the last week or so been getting back into it. Um, after several months of being completely off my shit, just like off of everything, fully in, in, enmeshed and like immersed in this like crazy psychotic, uh, sex drama. (laughs) It's fine. Um, (laughs) so I finally got back into meditation yesterday. I was in meditation and I asked what the message was for, the people who need to hear it right now. And it came through loud and clear. So here's, I think this episode is going to be about like, uh, I literally don't feel equipped to talk about lack and abundance. I, I don't feel capable. I feel like the blind leading the blind over here, but that's what they were like, this is what needs to be said. So I'm just going to say it and maybe this will help somebody. So who the fuck knows? Okay. We have been cut off from our life force, okay? From our energy source, which allows us to create from a place of autonomy and sovereignty, and then allows us to like have abundance in our lives. And I'm going to get into like, I want to talk about what abundance is because it's not money and it's not material things. Those are things that can come when you have achieved inner abundance, but like 
you also like these these things don't actually have anything to do with like your your energy like i feel like there are like the, the most wealthy people in the world also have like the most insane lack program that i've ever seen so and then trust me i've seen it up close and personal for whatever reason people need to know that we have been cut off from our abundance we have been cut off from our ability to create from ourselves from like our heart space and our 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 autonomous sovereign individual beings okay we have been cut off from that it is intentional and there are people and entities and energies that benefit from you being disempowered okay just hard stop like i i i don't like to spend a lot of time thinking about like the the reptilian agenda or whatever or like the like the vampires but good lord if i haven't been sucked dry by a vampire in the last two months of my life and I think it's important to know because there's there's shit, there's people, there's companies, there's like it's it exists everywhere. There like the whole paradigm of like capitalism <laughs> exists to cut you off from your energy supply because it says you have to work to survive. Survival is okay. Woo. I do have notes. Um they are incoherent. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So when you were born, you entered into a certain set of circumstances. As children, children are being programmed, okay? We as children were programmed. Children today are being programmed. It's just, it happens because children are like this sort of like a, I don't want to say blank slate, but like they don't have like the cognitive ability to discern for themselves what is them and what is like other people and so that's why like a lot of times we take on like the personality traits of our parents or like our like our the the interests of our parents like you know if you have parents who love to go snowshoeing <laughs> then you grow up going snowshoeing and then it's part of your personality that you like snowshoeing. But if you hadn't ever gone snowshoeing as a child, would you have discovered snowshoeing? Who's to say? And that's a beautiful thing. You know, sometimes you are introduced to beautiful things through through the program of what you are being given, what you are being met with as a child. I will say most of us, I would say the majority of, okay, I don't know science. I don't know statistics. <laughs> I don't know math, but I would say a lot. If you're listening to this podcast and also just a lot of us in our generation, we were raised by the boomers, okay? They don't always like snowshoeing. They like trauma. <laughs> it's not always as simple as we go snowshoeing. It's like, we program our children to believe that their dreams are stupid <laughs> or whatever it is. So so many of us were raised by adults who were operating as basically traumatized children because they didn't have the resources and the tools to like deal with their own trauma that was passed down by their parents who grew up like in the fucking depression and world wars and shit like none of this is saying that anyone is bad your parents were not bad or evil i mean maybe they were you can think that if you want i think that's a whole like twisted thing that can get you sucked into a like energy that you don't really want to be in of like blaming people for 
the things that happen to you. Like, I think that we probably, a lot of us have to go through that phase of healing where it's like, my parents fucked me up. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not wrong, but like, it also is, they were just doing what they were taught. And like, it's frustrating because they sh- should have been adults and they should have been able to heal themselves. But this is the thing of human evolution. We, the human species is evolving, okay? We are evolving to the point where we understand that we can heal ourselves and our bodies. Remember, like, back in the day when we were, like, Neanderthals and we, like, didn't know how to make a fire and now we, like, have iPhones? You know, like, that's sort of what I mean. Like, there's there's an evolution in consciousness happening, okay? And the technology that we are downloading right now is the ability to heal our bodies and heal our nervous systems from the shit that we've been through both in this life and also, like, in past lives slash, like, generational trauma, like, stuff that, like, epigenetically is passed down, like, from our grandparents and great-grandparents that, like, we didn't necessarily, like, have direct uh, contact with, but is still, like, part of our bodies. And that's why many of you probably feel like you are healing your entire lineage (laughs) right now, because healing yourself is, is doing that. It's because time is, time is fake, and... (laughs) Because time is fake, everything is happening at one time, there's no such thing as the past or the future, so anyway, um, oh, that's where, that's where I lose them, I think. Um, okay. (laughs) So, when you were young, we were all born into, let's just say it, capitalism. (laughs) Let's just call a spade a spade. Um, and, uh, there's a couple, like, I like to think about, like, what is the what is like the resonant energy of a thing? Like what is what is like the underlying current of that thing? Okay, so with capitalism, it's like survival is earned. Um, survival is not guaranteed for you. Which is, to me, I believe that just goes inherently against the law of nature because the earth naturally supports all life. Um, you look at a flower, a flower doesn't try to grow. A flower doesn't like, a flower doesn't need to think about it. It just does. It just is. And the earth creates the circumstances and the fucking conditions for the flower to exist. Okay. Now as humans, we decided that, um, we're going to do this cool new thing where actually, um, let's just have everyone struggle. (laughs) And let's have everyone actually um, feel bad and feel like they have to claw their way like on top of one another in order to reach this like mythical top, which doesn't actually matter or exist. And now we like push each other down in order to like survive because we don't because survival is not guaranteed. Okay. Should I, like, put my blindfold on right now? Like, why am I... My eyes have been closed this entire time. <laughs> I don't have a blindfold, like, for sex things. It's not... It's not called a blindfold. It's called an eye mask. <laughs> why did I call it a blindfold? So, we need to think a little bit more critically about this because the way to dismantle the system... Okay, well, here's the thing. The system's collapsing. So... And it's collapsing because everyone is realizing that it doesn't work for anyone. (laughs) Like even the people, okay, I was, I had this experience yesterday where 
it is so arbitrary, like the value that we have decided each person's energy has. Like the fact that, okay, so yesterday I ordered groceries and had them delivered to my apartment. And as the guy was like delivering them, it just, it occurred to me, like, I wonder how much he got paid to do this for me. Cause like, this is a truly essential service that is being provided. And I feel like he's not getting compensated fairly for that. Like, I just have a, I have a gut feeling. I have a, I have a hunch that this guy doesn't get paid as much as he should. <laughs> and it's so arbitrary, the number value that we have assigned, like certain people who get $15 an hour and then other people get $85 an hour. And like, also it's backwards. Like, I get paid more than like a person working at a grocery store to like sit at home and write a blog post. Like, do you know what I mean? Like which one of these is more essential? And it's funny because like the the pandemic sort of revealed to us like which workers are more like genuinely like there are there is work that is more important than other work. <laughs> there is work that is important to do. I'm not saying even though I am anti-work. <laughs> Even though I'm anti-ambition, there is work that is important to do. There are people who are called to be doctors and nurses and, like, firefighters and shit. And, like, that stuff is important. And, like, scientists and, like, innovators and people who have podcasts. Like, we all are so <laughs> equally important. <laughs> so anyway, what I was saying is the system is <laughs> can't maintain a linear thought for the life of her, but does think she should have a podcast. The system is collapsing, whether you like it or not, but you could hop off the sinking ship now if you would like to. And how you do that is by actually deprogramming the lack consciousness that exists within you, your individual body, okay? We are literally such powerful beings. We, we are born with this insanely sophisticated instrument that is the human body that literally knows that is just it's so sophisticated and so smart the more that I like get in touch with my body the more I'm like holy shit I can't believe I treated this thing so badly for so long and I mean literally all I've eaten today is half a cookie so can't say I've changed that much but <laughs> as I like ingest three gallons of coffee this thing is really sophisticated and it knows how to adapt to its environment Okay, so if there's an environment that says you have to live in survival mode always <laughs> because your survival is not guaranteed, your body is just going to be in constant fucking chaos. And it's no wonder that we have been hijacked. Our bodies and our emotional bodies and our, honestly, our minds have been hijacked by all of the forces that would have us remain disempowered. And it's because the lack program enters us at such a young age that we think it's part of us. We think it's like inherent in us. We think that like our bad feeling is is an individual problem. And I could go off about the fucking like, and just don't, don't, don't get triggered. <laughs> but the fucking like, need to diagnose everything and like our constant need to put a label on like what we specifically individually have as though we aren't all like deeply fucked up <laughs> by the forces of like 
capitalism, white supremacy, like misogyny, et cetera, et cetera, all of those things. It's, it's not just you, okay? You are not uniquely fucked up. It's that this thing was designed to make you feel crazy. And now we've been gaslit into thinking that like we alone can like solve our problems with the help of the trusty pharmaceutical industry <laughs> that has never once wronged us. <laughs> All right. The irony the irony is and the paradox is you are at the you are at the wheel of your life and you do have control over how you manage this bullshit. Um, and you actually can opt out at any point, but it's really fucking difficult and it requires you to um, care, first of all, and do some introspection and locate within you where the lack exists, okay? Um, I feel like I didn't really talk about lack, but you know, you guys know, you're smart. Okay, so here's what happens. <clears throat> here's how the cycle, here's how this cycle works, okay? You are programmed at a young age with the lack mentality, okay? The lack mentality that basically teaches you that um, your survival isn't guaranteed, you have to earn everything and like let we don't even have to get into I mean, I'm gonna probably get into like love stuff because my I'll just I'll just admit it, I'll just kind of say it. I'll just be embarrassed by this. My lack program typically I've noticed it around love and relationships but it can be around it can be about anything it's literally and it, it, it exists in so many different ways that we don't even like see or notice um but I'm just I'm only talking about the things that I'm consciously aware of right now and oh that's what I this is what I meant to say before um that's the point of consciousness okay so the lack program, the lack program is something that it's just like a default setting. Okay, when something is programmed within you at a young age, like you love snowshoeing, ever since you were three, you love you have done snowshoeing, and now it's just it's just second nature to you to go snowshoeing every winter, and your body knows how to do it. It's been doing it for years. Like you know snowshoeing. <laughs> okay, so when you have the lack program. It, is, it becomes second nature to you. It becomes something that is indistinguishable at first from your true being, yourself. And so then you just start to conflate and like enmesh with the lack rather than taking it, projecting it outside of yourself, looking at it and being like, oh shit, this is like, this is like a separate thing. Um, this is not who I am. This is not inherent in me. Um, you notice that, so, okay, I was going to explain something and I don't even remember, but we grow up, we go through life, stuff happens. Let's just assume you live a relatively, you know, quote unquote, normal life, whatever the fuck that means. I assume you live in North America, if you're listening to this. Um, I assume you have been born into a certain amount of like basic privilege of like you had meals and a roof um that's just I mean maybe not you can let me know but um but we go through life and we just like sort of la-di-da float our way through and then suddenly it's time to become an adult and it's like I guess I have to quote-unquote earn a living which is a phrase that exists apparently even though living is literally what we are doing 
naturally always. It's as natural as like breathing air. Why do we have to earn it? Why? Why is this thing set up to where now it's like, prove your worth. Um, prove that you deserve to be here. Otherwise, destitute for you. Otherwise, it's the streets for you. Like, it's so inane. It's so dumb. When literally everything is fucking abundant. In the natural state, everything is abundant. But of course, now capitalism has created a situation where we lack resources, everything is dying, like, like we don't have water and shit, like, food is gonna go away. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's not because the earth doesn't know how to do shit. Earth has been providing for plants, animals, and people for as early as time. Like, earth is literally a perfect specimen. <laughs> and we kind of had decided that actually um, man is better and actually man gets to control this earth. And the earth has said, no, 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 bitch. <laughs> do you even know how powerful... We, are, we will wipe you out, dude. Like, that's what the Earth is saying. And everyone's like, oh, the planet's dying. We have to save the planet. The planet is not dying. Humans are dying. Humanity is going extinct. The planet is going to be absolutely chill. Once we're gone, <laughs> do you get that? Okay, so sorry. Wow. But I would say, like, the way that, the way that lack is playing out on a macro level can be seen so clearly with, like, resources not having enough of them, people going hungry. Like, it just shouldn't happen. Um, it's not, that's not natural. That's not, like, normal. Um, <laughs> hey, hunger, that's not normal. <laughs> this is fun. All right. So you grow up, you become an adult, quote unquote. You just, you, you come to the conclusion that we all came to because we all, we're taught that we have to earn a living. So you go, you get your little job, your little corporate job. And look, I'm not shitting on your corporate job if you love it. I will say some of you guys, <laughs> who am I yelling at right now? Some people, when you point out their programming, they get very defensive of it. And it's like, dude, you're literally defending like your oppressor, but it's fine. Um, I'm not even going there right now. If you get your job... And regardless of whatever it is, you're working five days a week and you get two days off to chillax, I suppose. Again, arbitrary. Again, means nothing. Um, doesn't have to be that way. Made up completely by humans. Never needed to be that way ever. The five-day work week is, it's exhausting. I had a full-time job for uh, almost four years. <laughs> um, I love how people have had jobs for like 35 years and I'm like I had a job for four years and I almost died <laughs> I was exhausted always um could never move anything forward I knew that I okay I'm just gonna talk about myself now I knew that I had creativity within me I knew that I wanted to be a voice I, I had a vague idea that I wanted to like write or be a voice somehow um share my perspective um self-express in some way but we have in a day a finite amount of energy, okay? That is just unfortunately, maybe at some point hum the human body will evolve to where we don't need sleep or something. But like right now where we're at, we have to do certain things to like take care of ourselves and like fill our cup energetically. And what happens when you when you have a when you when you have to earn a living, quote unquote, and give all of your time and energy away, 
just to baseline survive um, and like have healthcare, all of your energy is depleted. And so this was my experience where I started off, I had this job and it was like a good job. Like it was, it was, the company was good. Like the work was fine. Like I didn't love it, but I was not like, I mean, I was pretty miserable, but, <laughs> but like all things considered, all of the things that I could have been doing, it was, it was like, you know, it was fine. It was cushy. We had snacks and shit. And of course, we're conditioned to think that if there's snacks, then, you know, why are you complaining? But it's not, it's not that individual companies are bad. I, I remember like when I was at my old company, like we literally had nothing to complain about, but everyone was complaining all the time. And it's because it wasn't the company's fault. It was literally just like the burnout associated with constantly working, <laughs> right? Like even especially with like whatever technology and shit, um, the feeling of needing to be always available and online and like at, like at the drop of a hat, if something, if someone slacks you at 8 p.m., you know, you better respond or like if you're not in the office, blah, 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 fucking bullshit, stupid. Like we go into these situations and we basically sign a contract that says, here, take my time and energy, basically all of it. In exchange, you'll pay me $45,000 a year and give me health coverage, aka the baseline of what is needed for survival, basically. Um, I know there's people who make less than that, but that's what I started out making, I'm pretty sure, or around that. I think I made like 40k my first um, my first like six months or something. And uh, Jesus Christ, not enough. Um, not enough to be living in a major metropolitan area and like trying to have a fucking life. Um, but of course I was so grateful, so grateful to, so grateful to be given the crumbs of fucking, of this fucking company. Like, I don't even want to like get into that, but the system is set up to where all of our energy and time goes into survival. And then we have nothing left over for like our personal development and our growth and our like, honestly, like our human evolution. And the human evolution is a full-time job, okay? Uh, the ascension is a full-time job. It's almost not possible. I, f I mean, I know there are people who are doing it, but like for me, I don't think I could have done the, the inner work that I've done in the last two years had I had a full-time job. There's no fucking way. It has required so much of me. And hopefully, if you are someone who like works a lot, maybe this podcast will be something that helps you and gets you into like a good mindset or energizes you um, for your personal awakening or your personal development. Like I, I, that is my goal with this is to be of service in that way because I have been given the opportunity to do this work myself. And so hopefully I can like transmit some kind of message to you that allows you to something, do something with it. Um, okay. The other thing is if you have goals outside of just surviving um, for example, if you're a creative person and you want to create something, most of the time it's not possible or it requires some kind of Herculean energy. Like some people I think do have that and I think that's amazing, but I feel like we're then made to feel like if we don't have the energy for it, then like we just, we just weren't meant to be artists or something. Um, you just weren't meant to create. No. You weren't meant to be on a fucking treadmill 
working 10 hours a day, five days a week, tr trying to like survive in a world that like doesn't even want you to survive. Like it actively, it actively is like better work harder, better work harder, better, better, better be better than the person next to you. Because guess what else is inherent in capitalism? Competition, which is fake and made up. Sorry, I'm getting heated. You show up at work, you give all your, you give like, let's just say you have, let's just say Sally has 10 M&Ms and she gives eight of them to her job. And then at the end of the day, she has two left for herself. What could she do with them? <laughs> M&Ms represent your power, I guess. <laughs> you could try to make something out of that. But the reality is you're going to feel fucking depleted and not good. So what do you end up doing? giving the other two M&Ms to say it with me, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and just like big tech in general says, big tech says, you have some leftover? Oh my gosh, uh, you need somewhere to put that. Definitely um, give, it to, give it to us. Definitely, I mean, we'll gladly take it off your hands. So what I want to say is that abundance is, so notice the way that when you, start to make more money it's like never enough like notice how i mean this is just what i this is just what i experienced like anytime i would get a raise i would be like all right cool like i'm satisfied with this number now and then i would like get the paycheck and it wouldn't be as much of like a difference as i expected or i would just there was never like a feeling of satisfaction of like i feel satisfied and happy with where I'm at job-wise, money-wise. Like, I never felt abundant. I never felt like... I was always exhausted still. It didn't matter how much money I was making. There's not a price that you can put on me giving all of my energy to something that I don't want to give it away to. So this is the next step of the evolution because once you, once you pull your energy away from the things that are stealing it and telling you that, that you should be grateful for them stealing it, by the way... I don't like to spend too much time talking about the vampires because uh, attention is neutral. It doesn't matter if you are, if you're hating on something, you're still giving them your attention and energy. When you like, you know, when you like hate follow someone, you're still giving that person your attention, you know, like when, when you follow someone who's like an influencer who like makes you cringe or something. Uh, your attention still gives them value, okay? Your attention still literally, they still profit off of your attention. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Um, it doesn't matter if you are hate following them or if you actually like them. That's neutral. The algorithm doesn't care about that, okay? Um, so what was I even just saying? Jesus. Abundance has an order of operations, okay? <laughs> This episode is the PEMDAS of abundance. Um, okay, <laughs> I cannot believe I'm about to use another math analogy, but here we go. PEMDAS, you have to do the parentheses first. Okay, you have to do what's inside the parentheses. That's the first thing that you do when you do a PEMDAS. <laughs> Just fully unqualified to be talking about any of this. Abundance is an inside job, okay? It starts inside the parentheses of your body <laughs> and of your nervous system. But the way that the system has been designed is that we have been separated from the energy required to meet and greet the world 
through a lens of abundance. So we just are constantly on this like hamster wheel thinking that we're making progress, but really we're just like, like moving to survive and like generating energy for, uh, other things and other people and entities and energies. Um, how many things, how many words can I say that all mean the same shit? So the first, the first part of hacking abundance is reclaiming your energy where you can and using it to create a sense of inner abundance, which typically begins by destroying the old paradigms that exist within you, like the old thought patterns and like belief systems. Um, one of which I would say like the biggest one, be, I mean, I don't know. The the one that I felt like was very difficult for me to overcome was the idea that I don't deserve to be supported if I don't work hard. <laughs> um, like I, I would definitely see it in other people. Like I would see people who don't, who like didn't have traditional jobs or whatever. And I would kind of judge them for that. And I would be like, I, the reason, the, the, the true fact of it was that I was envious of their situation. I wanted that. And I didn't understand why I couldn't have that. But the way that it was, the way that it manifested in me was like judgment of them and being like, well, they're lazy or like they don't work. And I actually, I've been called lazy by people, um, because I don't like to work (laughs) because I don't want to work my fucking life away. I don't want to toil and struggle to fucking survive. I think it's inane and stupid. Now, some people, and I, I, I'm also trying to like reframe my thoughts around work because work can be many different things. And like, this is work, but it's also play. And I'm trying to like have like a different mindset around it. But, um, the reality is like a lot of people think that they have to work their life away in order to survive, in order to like be deserving of nice things, you know, or even just like things in general. Like we all have internalized capitalism that exists within our bodies. And that is where the true revolution has to begin. And it already is happening. So many people are waking up to this. That's why we see the like the great resignation is happening because people are just like, I don't need this shit. (laughs) I don't need to do this right now. I'm fine. Like we, this is all just made up. Like we're like the pandemic and whatever has shown us that so many of our jobs are just like made up stuff that just exists to like serve something, but like it's not actually important. (laughs) And it's just, we're getting perspective on like what we actually want and what we, who we actually are outside of our jobs. We're no longer identifying so hard with like our role as, you know, account executive. (laughs) I no longer identify as account executive. So you got to start there. You got to start with where you're at. And also I want to say this, I know I've talked a lot about like jobs and stuff, but like this isn't just about money. This is about everything. And like, I'll, I'll be honest. There's a reason why I haven't been able to record these last two and a half months. And it's not because I've been out having a ball. (laughs) It's because I've been deep, deep in in a lack program. So, so deep that I haven't even been awake. I've been comatose. Like, it has been very difficult these last couple months. And... It has nothing to do with money or a job. Um, It has everything to do with 
love and relationships. Um, because for me, something that, a, a way that lack has manifested in my, in my experience has been, uh, this feeling of, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love. <laughs> I'm not, um, I, I'll, I'm not deserving. I'll never have that. That's not something I'm equipped to have. I'm, I shouldn't, I, I'm, I'm not capable of it. Um, these, that's an old program that, uh, is dying off within me. I'll say like, I, I, I feel like it's, I feel like it just had its last gasp and I'm, that's what I'm hoping at least Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if I can do that again. It was really exhausting, really, uh, just dark. Um, and had me in my feelings about with stuff that I thought that I had conquered, you know, like I love myself now, so I'm never going to accept, um, anything less than what I deserve. You know, I just, des- I'm deserving. However, I was in a situation that had me giving away. It was the same exact energy as with a job as giving away. It was literally all of my life force was given over to this person who was a vampire, who isn't not, who is not a bad person, but who, um, has a lot of trauma and, who uses other people's life force to feel better, to numb themselves out from their bad feeling. And what that does when you're on the other end of that is you take on their negative charge where they steal your energy and then you are sapped of all of your life force to where you feel tired, you feel depleted. Also, there's an element of just like, I'm unworthy. Like it, it ends up manifesting as like this person isn't giving me, it's not nourishing. It's not filling my cup. Then therefore it's like, I feel unworthy or something. Like it, it becomes this like, um, somehow, I don't know how it goes from A to B in that, but like for me, at least when I'm in a, when I'm in a love thing that like, they're not giving me what I'm giving back to them, it reinforces this deep seated, core wound of, well, I'm not receiving it because I'm not worthy of it. Um, that's a core wound. Okay. And it's something where it's like, we didn't receive it as children. And so we then grow up believing that we are undeserving of it when really you were always deserving of it. You just didn't get it when you were, when you should have. Um, and again, like this is not to villainize anyone, but your actions and like the people that you allow and the energies that you allow into your life, it's directly proportional to how much work you've done to deprogram. So a lot of times we get met with um, these energies and we can decide whether we're going to let that in or whether we're going to say no. And based on that decision, the universe recalibrates to meet you where you are at. And so for me, I met, was met with this energy and I said, yes, I was like, give me that daddy. <laughs> I was like, take my energy. Don't give me shit. Hurt me. Like <laughs> make me feel bad and I will make you feel incredible and like a God. And I just want to say also, if you find yourself in that situation, like I was, um, however it shows up for you. It might feel like you're going backwards in your healing, but you're not. You're not. Healing happens in a spiral and we are presented with lessons 
for as many times as we need them. So we are presented with the thing as many times as we need in order to learn the lesson. And it's not to say that if you need to learn the lesson again, that you're somehow like a failure. You're not. Um, I'm talking to myself now. Um, but you, you sometimes it has to get played through and you reach the end of it and you realize that that's what it was. You see it for what it was um, and you move forward. And like there's a reason why I haven't been able to record and it's because all of my entire life force, my ability to channel, my ability to speak and coherently discuss things that are important to me or that I care about was completely hijacked by a person who looked it like looked like it was good at first like I just I don't know I mean it never really did but in my mind like I wanted it to I I you know when you when you like someone like <laughs> sometimes you just like someone and sometimes you like them because they have a familiarity about them that reminds us of something from our past we were met with those things in this exaggerated way to show us that this is not really what we want, that this is something that is familiar to us, but it's not actually love in the way that we want it to be. Okay, so that made no sense. I think it's important to understand that these things are an energy exchange. So when you are exchanging energies with a thing or a person, notice how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel depleted in a way that is not serving you, that's likely a vampiric energy, okay? What's important to know is that that thing benefits from you being disconnected from your power, from you giving it to them, and you end up being drained by it. So, like, for some reason, you you're supposed to know about that. For some reason, I'm supposed to say that there's entities that want, that want your energy, that want your attention, okay? Zuckerberg wants your attention. And if you need to have there be a villain, let it be him. <laughs> Taking back and reclaiming your power is the most uh, impactful thing you can do to heal the world right now. I know that we're in a fucking world war there's climate catastrophe, the economy is falling apart. These things are going to get worse until they get better. And the way that you can prevent yourself from getting sucked in is by maintaining your sovereignty and becoming more conscious of where your energy and attention is going. And that's not to say shame yourself for being on social media or shame yourself for getting stuck into like a toxic love paradigm or whatever. It's not that. It's just observe and notice and where you can reclaim it, okay? Um, because your life force is you. It's what you have. And you're supposed to give something with it. You're supposed to, there's something that you're here to do. And I just also, I'm supposed to say this too. Um, I don't know why I keep saying I'm supposed to. It's just something that came up. But if you are a creative type or an artist or you fancy yourself something of that regard or there's something within you that you feel needs to be expressed, and that could be in any any facet of that. Um, it doesn't have to just be art, but it's specifically for like creatives. Know that what you want to do is not selfish. 
it's not selfish to want to be an artist. It's not selfish to want to be noticed and seen for your creations. I feel like one of the big programs that I was instilled with as a, at, a, at a young age was artists are delusional or something. <laughs> like they, like, first of all, there's like this trope of like the crazy, like mad artist or whatever. But also this idea that like art doesn't do anything or art art is just a frivolous activity. You know, it's not like that's not actually contributing to society, quote unquote. Art is the number one way that we reprogram the planet and humanity. Um, and so try not to think of your art as a selfish act because that's something that I've really struggled with. Like even doing this podcast or like, you know, I doing comedy or whatever, like I struggle with like this idea that I need to be like hustling and like getting my, you know, or like working for myself and like coming from this place of like self-promotion and, and, and like self-marketing or something. And that has always felt like really gross to me and I don't like it. And so sometimes that energy like prevents me from doing the stuff because I start to think that I'm being selfish and that I'm that like I'm only looking out for myself or something people are supposed to see your art there are people out there who are meant to see and experience your voice okay it's a service you are providing it's not a selfish act okay so that was just something I was supposed to say at the end um yeah I think I'm going to be done. I feel as though this episode is already over an hour long. I'm going to try to cut it down. Sorry about that. Um, there's a lot of like bad stuff in here that I can just sort of <laughs> delete. Um, but yeah, I want to say thank you for if you made it this far. That's amazing. Um, I'm really grateful and uh, I'm hopeful that we will get to do this more. <laughs> um, I've, I'm coming out of this, these last two months have been a little crazy and I'm sort of coming back into myself a little bit. And so I really appreciate, um, you listening and, and, and yeah, let me know what you think. I would love to chat. Um, I'm always around, you know where to find me. So, um, I'll see you next time.